Validation. If there is something I truly cannot stand, it's uh, trying to put valid, trying to validate a character by um, by ridiculous means. Um, if anything, um, the main pet peeve that I have is with birthright. But if anything, uh, another one would be passing of the mantle. Um, and passing of the mantle can include even uh, taking a character and then like you know tokenizing them. So where you make a character that's supposedly white turn them black in order to sit there and go. You know, a black person could do this too. Like that's that's a whole other argument in terms of like racist bullshit. <laughs> but that is more so uh, stems from a fa- stems from a lack of creativity than anything. Um, but validation of the character, I assume I I don't assume I I know is really a lackluster approach at the um, storytelling argument itself. Now, what could you ever possibly mean by that, Daniel? Well. Um, recently watching, uh, was watching a movie that basically was okay as it was just like a guy, um, casually doing some stuff or whatever. And then, uh, it, it, let me see the, uh, the Robin Hood movie with, uh, um, Russell Crowe. It was done by the guy who did Gladiator, I believe. Um, so like a lot of the movie is basically okay. It's, it's like, I, I enjoyed the movie. Um, but a problem that I have with the movie is that he immediately, or not immediately, but at some point in time in the movie, it basically makes him from this humble everyman to just like a guy that just happened to, you know, like he's Robin of Loxley, you know, and it's like he just like the stuff falls into place that makes him the thief Robin Hood. And and, and instead it turns to where his father was like a stonemason. They he him and like a bunch of the barons um, signed a thing against each other. And like he's actually comes from a lineage of a family or whatnot and, and i was like wait a minute what the fuck are you doing like it, it's the one part of the story of the movie that just really throws me off because it's like this is ridiculous it's it's stupid because you didn't need that to happen in order to make him special he was already special because of the things that he said and that he spoke and then you could literally cut that part out of the movie and the movie is still him being him it i'm not happy that he comes from somewhere or that he his father is someone hell and it even annoys me in the um in the movie when people sit there and look at him and they be like you are your father's son and it's like what the fuck does that have to do with anything i didn't see the story of his dad in order for me to appreciate the story of him i'm looking at his story and i already appreciate him i don't need validation from like that he oh like his dad was this good guy so that means he's a good guy and it's like no he is a good guy. He's been doing what he's been doing because that's who he is. But it was a plot point in order to get him to stay in the place that he stayed. But it's like, you could have thought of something else other than that. And then even the things that he mentioned and whatnot were something that you could easily take back. At, um, you can look back to in the beginning of the movie when he spoke to King Richard um, and he spoke truthfully. But King Richard was like, you're naive. And it's like, yeah, because he feels the way that he feels because he's a king. But and it's like, it, it's something where it's like, yeah, but none of that came from him being his father's son. Hell, he didn't even remember the prick. So does it matter? And then there's so many different things that basically have that same notion of basically of concluding that as well. Hell, the Harry Potter series basically stems from a character, aside from being the boy who lived, everything about him just comes from what his mother and father were able to accomplish when they were at school. Because that was so important to him. Uh, fuck. <laughs> but... I look at things like uh, Naruto, which basically has like the same fucking problem or where it's like, well, your father was the fourth Hokage and your mother was one of the most talented ninjas in the, in the um, village. So naturally, of course, you would be good. 
but you don't have to naturally you don't have to <laughs> you look at something like um avatar last airbender which essentially handled that well it didn't validate ang by um his birth um uh, by his like his past uh, like where he was uh, like his mother and father or anything like that but it's like no generally the avatar themselves is this amazing person which is what ang has been reincarnated at like that's what he is he's an amazing person and we're going to see that we're watching the journey of him becoming said amazing person but we're seeing ang's journey of becoming the avatar we're not seeing anyone else basically being like well you're doing this simply because avatar and it's like no he's doing this because he's ang <laughs> and it was like but it's the avatar's job to do that even what i thought was like one of the most poignant moments of avatar is literally the end where he takes away the fire lord's um bending and in a position where literally everyone even his past lives were telling him it's okay to kill even when speaking like when he was like, i was raised and taught against the notion of killing people so i'm not comfortable with doing that and then he spoke to an actual airbender who was like oh, it's okay to kill I understand your devotion and your convictions because I'm an airbender as well, but sometimes it's okay to kill. And Aang superseded these motherfuckers and found another way to fight the Fire Lord. And he didn't kill him. And it's like, that didn't come because he was a reincarnation of reincarnation. It's like, no, the reincarnations were fucking wrong. <laughs> it's like, he found a different way. So naturally, that just, that that solidified the fact that he is his own person. He is not made up who he is because of what he is. He is who he is because that's who he is. It's just that the story itself requires them to bring in the notion of reincarnations and them, them actually having an impact on his life and whatnot. That's fine, but it doesn't make up what he is. Like going back to Naruto, you have a Naruto even bringing up his mother and father. You also have the notion that him and Sasuke are both reincarnations of these God kids or whatever that essentially do or have the same personality traits that Naruto and Sasuke have. And then it's like, so nothing about them is original. Nothing in this story even fucking matters. They're just repeating a cycle of stupidity that's being just done for the sake of it being done. There's no notion behind anything. The, the, the beginning of this series kind of pushed on the, um, the willingness of that hard work and dedication supersedes genius or it can supersede genius or at least equal up to it of just being naturally talented in something, but instead you made one person naturally talented and you made the other person also naturally talented. You just, you just made it seem like he had to work harder for it, but he, he really didn't. <laughs> he really didn't. He has a cheat ability. And the one character that you did have that essentially had to work for everything and even had things taken away from him, you crippled as soon as you could. And then afterwards you fixed them. And then you never used them again until like near the very end. Well, you had him fight a clone that just went nowhere. And then he was just MIA until the end. And that was it. <laughs> but he was like the pure definition of hard work. And I'm talking about Rock Lee. But he was like the pure definition of hard work within the world of Naruto. Didn't come from anywhere special. Didn't have a special gift bestowed to him. But he literally worked hard to become as powerful as he was. And the story did nothing with that. <laughs> did absolutely nothing with that. Just made him feel inadequate all the way through because Neji this, Neji that, Neji this. And then even upon seeing Neji fight, it's like, I think Rock Lee could have kicked his ass. <laughs> I was like, so what, what exactly was the problem here? <laughs> but oh no, oh no, <laughs> can't do anything with that. But therein lies a problem that I have with this weird, crazy ass writing trope. 
is that you need to justify a character's actions by where they come from. Hell, it's similar to like when you have a story that deals with um, someone basically being from a lineage of royalty and whatnot. And it's like that gives them reign to rule. No, it doesn't. Hell, I'm one of the firm believers that leaders are um, leaders are made, not born. You know, <laughs> it's like so even the concept of like, well, your father was the king, so you should be the king. It's like, well, proving what? Is he working in the matters of court? Is he involved in the politics and whatnot? No, then fuck him. <laughs> it's like he's going around having fun. What the fuck do you mean he deserves to be king? Because he was born that way. And it's like, yeah, that's in a, that's an an elitist um fucking nepotism way of thinking about shit. But there's no justified concept behind it. Like it, it, that, that, that's not justified. Just because, yeah, that happens. It happens all the time. It's been going on in our history for decades, but that doesn't mean that it's right. It never did. <laughs> One of the biggest um, kingdoms in the world basically is now a fucking figurehead family. And it's like, they do not matter. <laughs> you're going to sit here and tell me that like every story requires you to have some, like every story that has that, you're supposed to sit there and go along with it because the characters in the story are like, we believe in Harvey Dent. Like, no, motherfucker. Uh, what is it? Uh, One Piece. In One Piece, uh, during the, the Wano arc, you have a character named uh, Momotaru, who's the son of a character that everyone considers great, who's dead. But the son is like a little kid who has done absolutely nothing. He's being led along by all his father's old vassals who just swore loyalty to the father. So they, immediately that means they swear loyalty to him. And then the vassals are out to get revenge while the son essentially is like taking up the the concept of like, well, my father was the ruler. So naturally, I need to rule the place, too. But throughout the entire series, he does absolutely nothing that justifies or proves that he's ready for the position, let alone the fact that he's a kid. Even still, the series goes out of its way to age his ass up without him actually having to work or grow for the effort to be the man that he should be in order to be the ruler. It just still has this whiny little whatever kid being led by his nose, given aged up so that he can fit the role. And and it's stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. It's really stupid. And it makes me go, why the fuck would I care? Why? What are, what are you doing? And then again, using One Piece as a reference again, you take a character like Vivi, who basically is damn near in the same um, scenario. Her father is the king of an island. And her um, she's actually trying to help her people by going out and looking for help, but also under um, understanding and uncovering exactly the true threat of her island, which was Crocodile. But that scenario made sense for Vivi to either basically become the next ruler of Alabaster or to be taken seriously as a ruler as you find out and you learn how much she cares about her people to the what to the great length she was willing to go to in order to save her people. The stuff that she accomplished in order to save her people was by her own fucking doing. <laughs> she, she had no one else to help her aside from getting help from the main characters. That's it. <laughs> That's what she did. But her decisions and her makings and everything that did, everything that came about it, it didn't come because she was the king's daughter. It became because that's who Vivi is. And then she just so happens to be the king's daughter. So further proof that like, yo, that person deserves all the glory <laughs> that comes with being the next ruler. If they so choose to be the next ruler, it makes sense when you write shit like that. But I don't understand the notion of essentially trying to validate a character simply because of either past misgivings or whatnot or their lineage and things like that it just seems fucking weird hell take the greatest anime of all time dragon ball z uh the main character goku he is a low-level wretch 
He he was born with the power level of two, got sent to Earth. Nothing about him is special. Nothing about him is special as far as Saiyans are concerned. Saiyans themselves are naturally special. Thus, why they needed to get fucking wiped out because what Frieza feared. But Saiyans themselves are naturally special. But as far as Saiyans are concerned, Goku is nothing. Yet, he has proven time and time again to surpass the expectations of what should be conceived from him. The fact that he was a low-level wretch and then upon first meeting him, Vegeta loses his shit and gets upset at his power being over um over 8,000. The meme is 9,000. The actual word is 9,000, but the actual text thing is over 8,000. Doesn't matter. Over 9,000 is still hilarious. Um, and so even still... It's that concept where it's like, that is enraging because that's not something that happens. Even as far as Vegeta, who's the prince of all Saiyans, and as far as he knows, is known to be the most talented and the strongest out of any Saiyan that has existed up until that point. Seeing someone rise up who barely was able to beat Raditz and then in less than a, and then in a year surpass Nappa is something that infuriated Vegeta. And it only goes to prove, prove exactly how much Goku... Uh, like surmise himself as Goku is not something that comes from him being the son of Bardock. That's never a thing that's even mentioned or used within Dragon Ball Z. Frieza don't even know Bardock's name. Just killed his ass. <laughs> he just it just had that one moment where Frieza was like, "I remember you looked like that saying that stood up to me that one time." That's it. But it's not like Frieza even knows his name. In order, Goku go around or like Vegeta went around being like, "Oh, I should expect nothing less from the son of Bardock." None of that ever happened. It never was mentioned. It's not a thing. It doesn't fucking matter because that doesn't make up who Goku is. It, it's something that I find completely ridiculous. And even in terms of validation, you can look in, um, you look towards this way of like what I was saying earlier of passing of the mantle. This shit happens all the time, much like with Miles Morales being taken seriously as Spider-Man. When Miles Morales comics don't sell because no one fucking cares. When Spider-Man is Peter Parker, passing on the mantle to another character or anything like that in order to justify this character's actions by being like, well, remember how much you like this dude? Well, what if this dude was this guy? Then it's like, well, that guy is doing nothing but living up to the expectations that I already have for that character whose mantle he got. And it's not authentic. It's not original. And it's not anything special. When How hard would it be to just make up a brand new fucking character? Apparently, it's really fucking hard, which is why Marvel Comics never fucking do it. But... Marvel and DC, but it's something that's just unequivocally boring as well as lazy and just making up something. Hell, what was it? Uh, DC made a character recently that was called like Sideways, and um, a lot of people just immediately comparing them to um, Spider Man. But what the character was doing, I thought was actually pretty cool, and like what he capable, what he was capable of doing, I thought was pretty cool. And among everything else, he was just fucking original. So it was like cool. <laughs> it was like it's cool. But DC dropped them because they only care about Batman selling. <laughs> and so then they immediately just start making more Batman. But it's like, motherfucker. <laughs> what was it? The Naomi comics were really good. People really enjoyed those. And then it's like, they dropped the comics, but then they gave her a show. But then they made her show bad because they wanted it to follow something else, which was odd. And that's just what they do. <laughs> what they do i don't know but they only seek validation in characters that are already pre-existing or pre-important hell is the fact that like after all these years we're we're getting a fucking like we got a tv show about um wanda but there's so many other marvel comics and that haven't had the light of day that basically is like you can introduce anytime you want to and they'll be accepted because people don't know who the fuck these people are you can 
shoehorn them into the story or just make a standalone movie, which Marvel will never do because they're fucking stupid. But it's something that can be done. It doesn't need prior engagement in order to validate these characters. Hell, they're about to introduce um, America Chavez and like the um, uh, fucking Doctor Strange movie. And America Chavez is a brand new character. She's super new, super new, super unlikable, weird, <laughs> but they're making her anyway, because why not? And they're putting their shoehorning her inside of someone else's movie. That way we can sit there and go, she should be taken seriously. Validation. She was in Doctor Strange's movie. We should validate that and then make take her seriously, which means that she's good. It's fucking weird, man. It's just odd. It's so odd that they just do shit like this within storytelling or with characters and whatnot when you don't need to. I I I urge you. If you look back on Naruto and you sit there and take out everything that kind of involves the fourth Okage being his dad, Naruto still runs the same. But I mean, eventually you trip over your feet because they make that a plot point at the end of the series, which is really fucking stupid. <laughs> but it, whatever. <laughs> whatever. But it's not something that's entirely needed in order to justify a character's actions. If anything, it kind of hollows the aspect of the character. Because then you're not your own. You're defined by other people. You're made up because of other things being done before you were even born or because you were born from these people. It's lame. It's whack. I, I find it some I find it atrocious because of the fact that it kind of kills the concept of every man. It kind of kills that notion that this guy. This regular guy is in a situation and he's able to overcome it because he's a guy that you can't really picture or put yourself into, which is something that can help you relate to a character. It's one of the things that makes great characters rather than just, man, eh, that, that person exists, but a memorable, great fucking character. Hell, superheroes literally stem off of that. Like, that's where a lot of them come from, aside from Superman. But a lot of them come from the fact that they're just your everyday Joe. Something bad happened, as well as something like something equally bad slash good that put them in a scenario where now they have to use their abilities to the best of their abilities to help people. And whatever that encompasses what they do. One of the major aspects of Spider-Man that I love to death because he's the best superhero in the world is the fact that Spider-Man is a character that pays bills. He is a guy that has... So much bad shit happened to him because he's Spider-Man. That bad shit happens to him because he's Peter Parker as well. So it's not anything that someone can't look at and go, I've been there, man. A girl bringing up with me just because I'm late a couple of times. I got shit to do. But, hey, that's what happens. <laughs> it's like, can't tell her the, the important things that you're trying to do because you're Spider-Man. But, hey, I tried to skim by, by the skin of my teeth just by simply going like, yo, I got class. Like I had to, I had to go to school. I had to do all this. I'm sorry. And it's like, I, I might forgive you, but it's like, yeah, if you, but like, if you really, if you really cared about me, you understand I got shit to do. Oh, <laughs> uh, they don't care. They never care. <laughs> they never care. <laughs> laughing the pain inside. They're laughing at the pain inside. <laughs> but it's, it's, one of those things that I've believed that just kind of debunks the relatability behind a character. And it's just because it's such an overused and oversaturated concept to be able to sit there and go, well, your father was great, so that means you're supposed to be great. 
it is something that it's like you don't see that as like a hollow concept for the character's motivation. Well, your father was murdered by this guy, so that means you need to get revenge. Really? Can you just happen to where this guy pisses me off so I don't like him? <laughs> and then that's why I want to get rid of him. Not the fact that he killed my parents, because it's like, yeah, but that's such a, a hollow concept. Because it's like you, oh, you know how important your parents were to you, so you must be mad. <laughs> it's like you have to be mad. And it's like, well, let's not establish or make the villain more palpable. Let's just give him a, let's just give everybody a reason to hate the guy right off the bat. Why does no one approach characters the way how like old comic book writers approached um shaping and changing the um the identity of previous characters. Remember when it was understood that Joker basically came from a, a accident but um with a run-in with Batman? Like you know how significant that was to the character to where it's like Joker isn't the one responsible for killing his parents much to the behest of the people in the first Batman movie and don't know why they did that but they did it anyway. <laughs> it just kind of made it stupid. Uh but that movie is good but it's just that part is stupid. But you have it to where the Joker was just someone who got turned into what he got turned in because of the Batman. And ever since he's been plaguing the Batman, he is his opposite. He wants to get rid of the guy at the same time. He's in love with him. <laughs> and it's like, I'm doing what I'm doing to unravel all that you've created because you in doing so you created me. <laughs> and so it, it's a wonderful duality. And it's one of the things that make up like a, uh, one of the greatest villains and, and superheroes of all time, and they're back and forth with one another. But there's there's nothing in it that's validated because Thomas and Martha Wayne knew Joker prior to that, or they knew another character, or they knew Jack Napier, if you want to use that name, but you know that's not his name. Um, or they, they knew Jack Napier or something like that, or him and Bruce used to be best friends that grew up, and then they were, they disheveled and they split up because... Joker's family became poor and the Waynes didn't want to help him. There's, there's nothing of that being involved in those characters. It's just those characters are those characters. Joker goes after Batman because he's Batman. Batman goes after Joker because he's Joker. The end. And it makes for a wonderful character. It makes for wonderful characters have been remembered throughout the years. Spider-Man does what he does because Peter Parker is who he is. The end. He's not validated because he's Ben's nephew. He's validated because of the teachings that Uncle Ben gave him. That's what he holds near and dear to his heart. <laughs> it was like, if that was the case of him being Ben's nephew, then you would feel the same way in terms of his father. Which, if you've seen the Amazing Spider-Man movies, you know does not work well. It's stupid. <laughs> fucking idiots. Let's talk about his parents. Nobody talks about his parents why <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't need to be anything and then what did that do oh it made it to where only peter's blood affects the spiders that's why it's the catalyst behind everything does that matter does that change the fact that he's spider-man or he uses his powers for the way that he uses them fuck no but they did that in order to validate him being spider-man and you do not need to validate spider-man for being spider-man fuck <laughs> i just don't like that concept. I don't like shoehorning in that in order to justify a character's actions or to sit there and give cause or rhyme and reason behind a character doing what they're doing. I find it lazy as well as incredibly um, incomprehensible to sit there and not just think of motivation for a character. That's a natural cause and effect. That's a natural way of a character being the way that he is, whether you have small moments in showing his kindness or just small moments in showing their um, sincerity. 
movies do it all the time where they're able to explain or bring out um bring about a character within only a first couple of minutes of showing it that allows you to understand identify and feel something for the character yet for some reason with so many people having so many elongated like causes rhymes and reasons and like powers that may be to write whatever the fuck they want they still cannot grasp that concept they can't get the the uh, john mcclain diehard feel in, in a character they can't sit there and give you an every man um character like spider-man or have someone that's just super relatable or someone that you can understand it's just going through a hard time and they put themselves in the wrong place at the wrong time they can't get that because they believe that they are not validated in what they're doing unless they come from something else. And that has never been the case in any form of media. So stop doing it. Just just stop. Make me like characters again. <laughs> because the character is a character. Not because he comes from some somewhere else. Fuck. <laughs>